Welcome to The Truth In Us Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I am super excited, jazzed, over the moon, some might say, for my next guest, an artist, an illustrator of children's books, and a portrait artist for the Talk Easy pod with uh, Sam Fragoso, which is a weekly series of intimate conversations with artists, activists, and politicians, where people sound like people. And um, my guest, they're Krishna Sanoi. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, Rob. What's up? Thank you for for making the time. Thank you for coming on. And I mean, I, I feel like in some ways, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I feel like I'm underqualified for this conversation a little bit. I mean, I, I see, you know, the work that's going out. And I'm like, your work is fire, you know, for one. So it's really great work. And two, you know, I'm just happy that we're able to kind of chat and talk a little bit um, about your work and about your process and all. So I'm looking forward to learning more. Um, If anyone feels underqualified, it's me because... Uh... I'm usually a person who just like, you know, makes images and puts them out there. I'm not, I haven't like done a lot of talking about it. Like, yeah, so yeah I feel underqualified as well. So it's cool. <laughs> we're, we're shared in that, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So if, if you will, to, to start off, I like to kind of like lay the foundation on like the, the guests, like origin, their, their background and things of the sort. So can you give us some insight on your background and share with us your first experience with art? Um, my background i was um i was born in bangalore and raised in raised between like sharjah and dubai in the united arab uh, united arab emirates um and i think my first experience with art must have been my uh, it's either my mother introducing me to um the films that her brother introduced her to when she was a child sure but it must have been the picture books that we had at my home. It's some combination of these two. I have like nebulous memories of like um, just being introduced first to the idea of like art. Yeah. Like just art that already existed. Yeah. And then over time realizing, hey, wait, someone made this. And that was like, you know, the that was like the next level thought where it was like, wait a second. I have these two books and they were both made by the same person. Because I see the same name here, you know. It sounds self-evident now, but as a kid at the time, that that leap was was the big leap. Yeah, gotcha. It makes sense. So, talk about a little bit of your your sort of educational background. Like, what goes into it? Because I see artist, I see illustrator, I see portrait artist. A lot of different things. So, talk about some of the skills that you've learned that are a part of your work and part of your process. I um. So I did my high schooling in, in the Gulf, in the United Arab um, Emirates. And I was actually uh, supposed to be a doctor. Like mm -hmm. that's what most Indian parents would um, want their child to do because it's like a secure profession and, you know. Um, so I was, uh, I, I studied science in high school actually for two years. Um, it That wouldn't have been my first choice, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I mean, I knew I wanted to do filmmaking, but that's yeah. not like a like a legitimate track, according to uh, uh, understandably, because it, it's not like we had family members who had done it or anything. There was no precedent for it, you know. Gotcha. So, yeah. So then, uh, during high school, I think um, I realized I didn't want to be a doctor. It was going to be too hard. Could I could I do something a little closer to like you know the, the creative side of things that I want to. I want to uh, pursue. And so then my parents were like, okay, fine, engineering. And then that got downgraded to um, 
um, architect and yeah. finally like after a lot yeah like that was like architect they said was a compromise between artist and like engineer you know yeah so then finally they were like okay fine you can you can do this art thing we'll go to art school um a lot of stuff had to happen to convince them but at the end they were like actually convinced like you know that i was serious about this because yeah. so it's, you know yeah. and so then i went to um so, uh, this college in bangalore called srishti where i did four years of this kind of like mixed education mm-hmm. which uh, and, and it was in this college where um i could sort of i had the space to like dabble in like different media i went in wanting to do film and when i was there i could um, also explore illustration and uh, 2d animation and i discovered like um like just like I, i i didn't even think that i would be doing like children's picture books but i did a course over there and that's when i realized hey i like doing picture books because i can explore all these uh, things with visual media that i like to do mm-hmm. um without like having to be answerable to a producer and you know market research and all these things which really put me off about like or the direction that the film industry was um going down and is still going down so yeah sorry i i didn't ramble <laughs> no 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 um i think yeah. that that's that, that gives good context because um you know like kind of understanding that you know doctor then kind of like well not doctor's not going to work out all right let's go into yeah. like engineering ah engineering is not quite ah architect it's like all right i, I the creative yeah. thing was calling you i i think um and that's yeah. that's a real consideration like when i was younger i wanted to be an engineer i wanted to be in robotics and but mm-hmm. when i was a kid i was drawing i was i was drawing comics and things of that nature and it was kind of this push from my parents of this is going to be a reputable thing you're going to make money from this this is a, a real job and do the creative stuff you know as a little fun side project but the creative yeah. stuff didn't have my interest <clears throat> yeah so I read this quote, you know, from you that a good storybook uh can start a a spark in a child's mind and send them on a way to who knows where and um and, and that you want to take um young people to places. Um that's inspirational that is, you know, inspires wonder. Um do you have like a life experience where, you know, you've gone on some one of these sort of like journeys creatively and kind of where it's taken you, you know, as an artist, some an experience that kind of shaped you as an artist and as a person. Could you uh, expand on that a bit? I'm not sure exactly what uh, track sure. to go down here. Sure. Um I, like I I was oh, so there are instances where I think you know people might explore like sometimes it may be through travel it may be through working with someone who's a collaborator and it opens you up to so many different things and seeing how far art can take you or how far certain um opportunity can take you and i kind of like kind of taking from that quote that you had like you know i think the what i take from the quote is you know it inspires folks to explore and to you know you want to help be a part of that process through you know a good storybook for sake of argument for a child So tell me about a time yeah. where you were able to kind of explore what have you um in in creatively. Well, so in I think around the 5th grade or so, yeah. I had a I think we had a, a an excerpt from Gulliver's Travels in English literature. And so I'm just we're just studying about like you know Gulliver's encountering the, the Lilliputians and all of this stuff. 
like the little people yeah i'm like okay cool this is fun i went with my mom to the supermarket and there was a film in the discount bin called three the three worlds of gullivo um so i just bought it because it was like super cheap and because i was studying it in literature i ended up seeing it in the store and because it was cheap we bought it and because i bought it i watched it and because i watched it i loved it and because i loved it i saw the making of on the dvd mm. and that's when i discovered um ray harry horson uh, the stop motion animator and in that documentary he talked about how when he was a kid he would shoot animation himself in his garage using this technique called stop motion animation yeah and i was like that's cool i want to try that um and yeah so i'm not sure if it's like I wouldn't attribute this whole journey to Gulliver's travels the text exactly <laughs> so I'm not sure but I'm not the question but yeah, that helps I was that just helps. trying to think of like a life experience which like when I look back I feel like if any one of those things didn't happen I wouldn't have like fallen down the Ray Harryhaus and um uh rabbit hole as a child which kind of like unlocked this whole side of like my um creative life as a person or just making films with the uh, Oh, VCR or camcorder, VHS camcorder. Sorry, yeah. No, that's 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 great, and that's actually what I was looking for there. Um, I, <clears throat> I like, I think using using this this podcast and this platform, it allows me to kind of like talk to a lot of interesting folks, and I think with it, people like to share. They like to share the the things that they're interested in, what they're reading, what they're watching, what they're making, and that. is almost an invitation to travel in a sense of all right this person likes this artist oh i like this person yeah. i like their art let me check and dive in in a gulliver travel sort of way into uh into their work a little bit more and it pops up over and over again yeah for sure 100% yeah. i feel like um in this uh, internet age where we can like hear each other's like interior thoughts and just <laughs> like you and i are having this conversation and like people are going to be listening to it like it kind of like erases like uh, barriers that used to exist all year you know yeah yeah and i mean and, and one of the things that that really is cool that comes out of it it's it's an exchange you know there yeah. is that that's a that, that's a most succinct way of saying what i was trying to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, and i think it's it's really cool like you know i i was interviewing a um a guest um earlier be- before you and i got on and you know we were less, we were talking we were almost making plans i was like man i'm going to be up there this day and we're going to do this we're going to get up drinking you know we're just going to connect you're going to show me the gallery and it's it's just what it could be you know and yeah. before that sort of conversation i may not even thought of it you never know how these conversations might go you know and oh, yeah, um, sure. that's part of it that's part of it for me um yeah so what do you do to get into a sort of creative mindset right when you're approaching work and i i'll 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 add this extra text text um, texture to it um mm. so I've, i recently started a a, a new training regimen um, exercise regimen and they talk about stretching and activating your muscle groups and be, before going mm. into some of these exercises and i think creativity and that sort of mindset is very similar you have to be ready to create you have to get into that mindset and you know some people have writer's block and creative burnout and things of that sort so in thinking of sort of this creative mindset and getting primed to create 
what do you do to enter sort of that creative mind state? Like what, what, what do you need to be ready to create? Um, in many ways, like this is something that I'm still working on because sure. I have like huge, like starting trouble, especially with projects that, um, I find like challenging or overwhelming. Like if something has like one challenge, then I can like work with that. But if something has like six challenges, I just have like a huge, like, uh, uh, issue just sitting down and like hitting those challenges. Um, so I used to do things like, um, I used to read about this stuff. I used to listen to podcasts, um, where they would talk about creative struggles and that would kind of make me feel like, you know, like, yeah, this is relatable. Everyone goes through this. And like some tips I heard were like, you know, listen to music that inspires you or watch something that inspires you. But I think what I've realized is for me personally, the only thing I can do is just sit down and start. Mm. And once I start, once I push past those, like, those those very shaky first 15 minutes, mm. once I get some kind of momentum going, it just happens. Like I, I realized that half the time that I'm stuck, it's just because I didn't I didn't push for 15 minutes. And if mm. I'm pushing for 15 minutes and it's still not happening, then it's maybe just not my day. Maybe I'll start again tomorrow. Um oh, but in terms of like a stretch or a warm-up before an exercise, yeah. the one thing that seems to work for me is um Let's say I wasted the whole day not starting. Right. Just spend 30 minutes before going to bed, just writing down some stuff and yeah. doing some kind of prep work. That This helps me like enormously. Because the next morning I wake up and I feel like, oh, fuck, I have all this. Oh, sorry, can I swear? <laughs> you're good, you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, God, I have like, I don't know how to approach this thing. But I have like a few notes here and I've done some kind of mental prep work, mm. you know? That, uh, doing and doing it the night before helps because um it feels like i've slept on it and i you know i can start i can start fresh in the morning with like mm. these notes here so yeah, yeah. no that, that's that's great it, it sets intentions and you know i today right it's been a long day and i've gone from you know getting up at like sort of six you know here and getting to the gym, doing that, doing that workout, doing all of that stuff, and then going to do some of the business things that I need to do to grow this brand and grow this podcast, and then doing these interviews and, and prepping and doing all these sort of different things. And it's been nonstop. So I definitely relate to when there's multiple things that are right there in front of you and sometimes not being able to start. And I also yeah. relate to, and I, and I like the way you put it, having sort of like, going through, like, if I didn't get through a day and get, get a lot of stuff done in that day, all right, what does tomorrow look like? You know? Yeah. And I try to accomplish one important thing. So this morning, looking at that whole list and I keep a calendar that has these times blocked off and that calendar was very, very filled up. And I was yeah. like, all right, let me get the gym out of the way. And having that momentum started of, okay, I feel good. Whatever the first thing is, I feel yeah. good that I've accomplished that. And now from there, let me do some of these other things um, that I need to do. And I start developing momentum. And, you know, there was one or two cancellations that happened that I'm going to eventually have to get back to later. But yeah. I know that I accomplished one to two to three important things that are on that list. And I can feel like, OK, I've done well in the day and at the in the evening, 
then I'll look back and say, all right, what's tomorrow look like? How many things do I have to do that that next day? Not to get overwhelmed because, you know, yeah, on, yeah. on a Monday, I think at times, and I'm a volume guy when it comes to um, how I work, right? When I'm doing interviews right. and things, um, I on a Monday, I might have 18 interviews scheduled for the week. So I'm going, I have a day job as well, you know, so combining oh. both of those things. So I might look through like, all right, what sort of preparation do I need to do? And, you know, do I have questions ready for these, these guests? Do I have images from them? Have I confirmed that they're going to do it? And it's a lot of different subtasks that are under each one of these interviews and it can feel overwhelming yeah. when that week starts. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, a lot of this is just, um, a lot of this is just finding ways to like make ourselves not, you know, hate ourselves when we're going to sleep, basically. Right. Uh, honestly, like a lot of this is like, it just spend 15 minutes doodling something, you go to sleep feeling, hey, I did something, I'm prepared, you know? So <laughs> a lot of it is psychological, a lot of it is, it is like, some, some of it is actually material, but some of it is like finding ways to like, um, I don't know, cope with how kind of difficult and exhausting it can be like working in these spaces that we're working in. And uh, finding ways to like keep ourselves motivated and keep ourselves creative and um and balancing like yeah the logistics of like all these different things we're doing and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But um, I think it's a constant work in progress. I feel like my answer will be totally different next year. Maybe next year will be like it's terrible advice to say just sit down and start. Like that's so <laughs> stupid. You need to have some like you know some process to it. And here's what I do. But well, right now it just feels like I just need to sit down and begin and. It, yeah. Well, we'll have this documented so you can come back and look at it like, all right, yeah, I said this yeah, last no, year, I was wrong. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do this every year and see how things are evolving, like boyhood yeah. or something. But I, and I think <laughs> I think the thing to add on before I move to this this next question is, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think part of it has to do with this comparison thing that happens. You start looking back at, you know, different artists, different writers, and what their sort of output was creatively. You know, it's mm. not the same as people pursuing creativity. You know, like we look at those creators from the past and folks that have done really great work, you know, and I know you're, you're a film guy. We look at, yeah. you know, like folks who've done work and you're like, you did this movie over the course of three years and I'm yeah. trying to crank this stuff out, you know, every day and make sure it's good and make sure it represents me well. And yeah. that's, that's that, that sort of difference. So what have you, and I think if you look at some of the people that we admire creatively, if they were put in sort of this climate, whether it's, you know, this, this thing on social media, if you always have to be creating, I don't know yeah. if it's going to be the same. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And I'm not sure if like, that's a positive, like um, evolution for, for culture overall. Um, in terms of just like this, I think the, um, everything has like a much quicker expiry date. Yeah, you know, and everything like I I get it because as an artist, like my dream would be to you know spend like six months working on a picture book, and then it comes out and it's this document or this this piece of art that like lasts a long time, but that like doesn't pay very well. So I need to like also make art for yeah. someone's social media account, and they post it, and then a week later, not a week later, a day later, that post is like pushed all the way down in the timeline, and yeah it's yeah the volume of work that you need to produce now to like survive is like it's it's um intense yeah for sure it's a it's just a different um it's a different um 
atmosphere and the volume of content out there that you and I had to compete with is like mm-hmm. way more than it used to be for uh, in in those times same with music same with images same with everything just the, there's a vision and attention economy now where we need to like um you know like hey look at this look at us we're doing something really cool here check this out yeah and as we're saying that there's like a thousand people standing on either side of us doing the exact not the exact same thing but breathing in the exact same way and being mm-hmm. like hey look at us which yeah. yeah i feel like artists that we admire in past generations didn't have to like contend with as much no 100%, 100% you know you, you, yeah which you, is why there's like this blurring effect right so you think of um you think of let's just pick like whatever 1985 and you can think of like 10 classic movies that stick out mm-hmm. and if you think of 2005 there's probably like 40 movies because there's just so so many more movies in that year you know right yeah right. and and we and we look at the the finances around it right like i really get caught on when when we get into conversations around like movies and film i do a movie review podcast outside of this i'm very invested in that sort of oh, shit. Um, so cool. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, i'll send it your way um and it's 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 funny like when you you hear about like this movie was a failure because it didn't make this amount of money and it's like yeah, yeah. was the movie good and th- those conversations shift or despite you know it sitting for so long and some of the the issues folks may have about representation in the movie but when you look at um the latest avatar movie the i remember mm. some of the projections were if it doesn't make Two and a half billion. It's a failure. It's a yeah. flop. It's going to lose money. And yeah. like, we're not even talking of hundreds of millions now. We're talking billions. And yeah, yeah. I'm just like, but, uh, but is the but movie to be good? Fair, <laughs> yeah, true. But that expectation, the box office expectation, which is genuinely like insane, because um, okay, I don't want to get into the numbers, but saying it should be in like the top eight highest grossing films ever made to be a profit. was that was a thing that James Cameron said and when i heard that i was like what like <laughs> why are you saying this <laughs> but the crazy thing is it happened yeah and then it overshot the yeah but yeah the, it's a i i yeah again not a great thing for by the way i like that film a lot avatar 2 honestly but i'm saying like it's not a great um direction for culture to go where these mm-hmm. budgets have gotten so big and the um the expected return is so big yeah. um at this point films can either only exist on streaming because they're too small to release theatrically or they need to be these like huge like you know like tent poles that make like 2 billion dollars to be profitable and that, yeah it's not great yeah and mm-hmm. you have those instances where they become tax write offs and assets and what have you like the, uh, oh. the yeah so <laughs> back goal yeah. situation yeah it's <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> don't know what to say. Uh so yeah I want to I want to I want to dive into um sort of the like the cadence, right? Like how often are you picking up projects? How often are you you working just to kind of set mm. that stage because I'm podcasting like every day, you know, and and multiple times a day. Wow. So so how that's often that's are you, are you working on something? It's super like variable. So sure. so for, like talk easy is there right I'm working on that podcast so that's like one portrait a week so that's already like about 2 to 3 no, three days is like if it's a complicated portrait but normally like two days of, uh, of painting per week uh, in addition to that it just depends on if I'm working on a picture book or not if I'm working on a picture book I kind of put everything else aside for some time cuz that's like 
that's like my passion and that's like a creative pursuit and if i don't have like a big color picture book i'm working on then i'm just taking like anything that comes my way so it's yeah it's it's um it's super variable it really depends there are times when i'm really like relaxed and i have a lot of time to hang out with um friends and family sure. but for example the last two weeks i've just been wrapping up a picture book um i have like just not been seeing anyone basically because i've been like in the thick of it it just it varies um but one thing is um i try not to work more than 5 hours a day honestly gotcha. because yeah because in college i overworked and for years after that i was like just like diving into projects and you know being nocturnal and like like i would have backache but i would push through it and stuff yeah. i don't want to do that anymore i just want to chill <laughs> i think if i keep four to five hours a day that's good that's enough and yeah. yeah so in terms of like the week it's basically i don't want to be too busy i just want to i want to like what i'm doing i don't want to start resenting my job because i burn myself out which kind of happened in the in the middle there yeah yeah i i recognize that and um yeah i'm i'm trying to ease off of it so as i look at the output i had for uh 2022 so the whole production right um i put out 300 podcasts of of the truth in his oh, wow. this podcast and wow. i put out probably another 20 of the 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 movie review podcast that i do and you know countless other like responsibilities related to that stuff and okay. as i looked at what 2023 is going to bring i was like i'm cutting that number down to at least at least a half because you yeah. you burn yourself out and it's fun and i'm chasing it and but at a point well, you get to, sure. you get, you get to sure. those spots where you're like all right and i like the way you said that like i don't want to resent it i don't want to resent yeah. what i'm passionate about the thing that i love i love having these conversations and i don't want the quality to go down too because i've talked too much or i've been in too many conversations or i've had too many back to back yeah so, yeah for sure so planning out that that sort of time and those breaks and I did at the end of last year I did a panel discussion well I did a discussion where I was like the the featured guest or what have you and I mm. I'm sharing and the the, the people at the Q&A portion people are asking me when are you going to take a break they could see the output and they knew like yeah, yeah. you need to take a break you need to yeah, yeah. plan some time to take away so yeah definitely relate yeah. no for sure we, like um I mean my friends say similar things to me like where they like what are you doing when are you taking a break and that's like I think it was late last year when I realized that I hadn't traveled in 4 years I'm not a huge uh, travel fan in any case but 4 years of not like taking like I mean it's not like I was working every single day I have like I said a laid back calendar but just 4 years of not taking a step away from you know your regular routine yeah was I was like wow that's that's pretty intense um part of why i don't feel like traveling is because of my dogs but it's also because oh, because of work and stuff so i just took 3 days off in october last year went on a, a trip with my best friend and that was crazy just to not do you know just to wake up one morning and not have anything to do for the first time in years was that was amazing and i was like yeah, i need to do that a little more i think we need to as artists um pursue what we're pursuing but also be like um uh kind to ourselves because yeah. often no one else is going to be you know so yeah we I need to look out for that 
we need to have our own backs. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to as as this year definitely committing to putting, you know, bl- blocking off time. Like, all right, I'm gonna record yeah. interviews for this two month period and then I'm gonna take a month off where I'm barely doing anything creative or or uh-huh. prepping up, but not really doing interviews and then coming back for, you know, a couple more months and having these sort of planned breaks. That's the thing that I've gotten because that's the only way you can really keep the stuff fresh. And, you know, yeah. I I hadn't traveled in a while up until recently and yeah. I think being able to travel and I like to travel because I think it shifts perspective. You see the you can only go to the same coffee shop so many times, you know what I mean? And yeah, being able sure. to to shift that it gives you new ways of thinking, seeing new things. And again, going back to the sort of um, exploration example we were, we were discussing a little bit earlier. Yeah. So, so, so I want to talk about um, the Talk Easy Pod. Like, how did that that gig come about? And if you will, what sort of considerations are you making when you're you're illustrating like a portrait? Like, someone sends you like. So, talk about the process. I get got yeah, I guess, yeah, and then we can go from there. Um. So, Sam Fragoso and I um were uh, we used to write like film reviews, which used to get um. Wait, they weren't film reviews, but like articles about films that uh, used to be published on Roger Ebert's um, website. Nice. And we were um, invited to his um, film festival in um, in Champagne. Yeah. And that's where we met. I think the two of us, were, we shared this distinction of being the youngest um, of his uh, correspondents on his website. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we started to, I, I think he might be younger than me, actually, so... He's probably the youngest, but yeah, between the two of us, we were the youngest. Um, and yeah, I think we talked very briefly and then kind of that's it. And then like two years later, he emailed me about um, doing some artwork for um, some things that he was working on. And then we did some of that. And then it, it kind of led to Talk Easy, where yes. he messaged saying, hey, I'm uh, getting this guest on. Can you paint him? And this was, I hadn't done a like realistic portrait at the time. This was in 2016, and I just passed out of college, and oh, I was like, okay, cool, let me try painting this face and see what happens. And then the next week, he was like, hey, can you do like this other person? I said, okay, cool. And now we're here six years and 250 plus portraits later, where we have like this like streamlined thing going, yeah. which we're still like working out. Um, in terms of like timelines and stuff, but it's a pretty well-oiled machine at this point, you know. Love it. One second. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So, so what um, sort of? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you about the the process. Yeah, please. Um. So it used to be I would have like a Google Doc of like all the guests and stuff, mm-hmm. and I would just go on Google and I'd be like, I like this picture. This one has good lighting. And I'm just going to paint this one. And I wouldn't even like run the pictures by them. This was like years ago. Yeah. <laughs> nice. At some point they're like, Hey, we'd also like to like, you know, have some hand in picking the pics. And I was like, okay, cool. And then later on it was like, Hey, um, I think the guests would be more comfortable if they could pick the pictures. Um, so, so yeah, it just like, it's, it's evolved right now. How it is, is the, the guest submits a picture through their team. Sure. Um, a reference image, and I generally w- would be able to work with that. Sometimes it's like some <laughs> some guest sets of like dog shit images, dude. It's like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like flatly lit. It's low resolution. 
it's like a it's like an it's there was one guest recently who sent a picture of a picture and it was like a whatsapp it was just so bad it was so tiny um so yeah funny. and sometimes if they're insistent on working with these i will like have to like do some like compositing thing not compositing like in my brain compositing where i like pull up three images of them in high resolution and i have this one like tiny picture that they want to use and i need to like make it work yeah no thank yeah. you for that that was that was really funny um so in, in being responsible for sort of the visual component, the portraits and all, and some of the biggest yeah. names that, that come onto the pod, you know, um, and, and that are in arts and culture recently having Kehinde Wally on and David Sedaris and Jonathan yeah. Majors, um, you really capture the essence of these folks and the, these portraits. Well, that you. So, so bravo to you. It's really, really good work. Um, have you ever you. run into like um, an opportunity like, well, have you ever encountered an instance where they're like very demonstrative, like, ah, I didn't like that. Here's another one. Redo it, please. Um, I don't think we've had any redos just because there's so little time. Like right. it's it goes out and once it's out, it's out. Um I don't get a lot of direct feedback from the people, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, so I don't really know. Oh uh, the, the, the there has been uh, like a lot of praise for sure. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there have been guests. I think I can think of like maybe four guests out of 200 plus who have like explicitly stated that they didn't like the, the portrait. And I think it even kind of affects their decision to share the episode or not, right? Because that portrait sure. is right at the head of it. So yeah, but this was like, yeah, I don't think this happens anymore because they select the pictures now. So yeah. they should like the portrait because it's pretty close. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to name any names or anything. Yeah, yeah. It, that is for the post podcast. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, <laughs> they sent over the marketing image, and you know, I may or may not have had a um, a co host in a previous podcast who would send me over at your aforementioned dog shit images, and then expect you know <laughs> me to work magic, you know, with it. Yeah, um, and I'm like, you sent a terrible picture. I don't know what to tell you, and you yeah, know. Yeah. It's just like we can't change certain things. You look how you look, but if you're sending a goofy face, that's what we're going to animate. You know, when yeah, I work yeah, with yeah. the the animator, sure. and it's like yeah. have some you know credence and consideration for this is a reference. You know, so ultimately, yeah. it's going to look like this. <laughs> yeah, but but like I said, it's a, a well-oiled machine. At yeah. this point, um, the people at Talkiezy, yeah, they uh they they like when they get the image they know like whether it's going to work or not so they yeah. don't even like send it to me and they ask me at this point like they they're aware like hey this is too low res uh the lighting is not very good etc etc like initially it was like you know we were like figuring it out but at this point sure. like yeah they they totally get what i need and i get what they need um That's there cool. was a point where uh, i got down this like um this I started adding a lot of texture to my paintings and I would overdo it. And I was making everyone look old and wrinkly and they'd be like, Hey, can you like cool it with the textures? It looks very stylish, but these are people's faces. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I get it. You're right. And, and then I internalized that. And so now I don't do that by mistake again. And conversely, they understand like, you know, like, Hey, this reference image isn't, isn't uh, sharp enough. Can we, can we ask them for another one before we yeah. approach Krishna? So, yeah. yeah, I I haven't even started my portrait for it on um, this Sunday, and we're shooting this, recording this on a 
It's Friday for me already, so I have two days now. <laughs> well, let me hurry and get you off here. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I will, I will, I'm just saying. Well, what I'm saying is, like, sometimes it, it really gets so down to the wire. Um, in this case, because I was um, uh, working on that book, which I just submitted, yeah. uh, submitted a children's book. Yeah. So now so, I need to sit down and paint those. Yeah. So I got one last real question, and I have a few rapid fire questions for you. And yeah, sure, sure, sure. So this last real question goes like this. If um, given the opportunity, which creative person, whether living or, or or deceased, would you like to work with and why? It's this, this is a hard one for me because on one hand, my answer is kind of no one because I'm not uh, I'm not very collaborative. <laughs> and, uh, no, it's not. It's, it's partly that I'm not collaborative, but it's mostly that like like as soon as you ask that question i'm like thinking of all the great artists that i admire and i feel like i'm not adequate enough to work with them yet like i'm thinking oh i'd love to work with steven spielberg but then i'm like wait but what could i contribute to a spielberg production but you know what i feel like i feel like i would love to work with george miller on a picture book nice like when i when i think of george miller when i think of um there are segments in happy feet and uh, mad max fury road and um even three thousand years of longing, like mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a there's a the quality to them that I feel like um, even though they're like these epic sagas, sure. there's something about them that feels like a a, a a storybook or a fairy tale, and yeah, I feel like if he wrote a manuscript for a picture book, I would just take it no matter what it was, and I would uh, try to work with it. Yeah, I think George Miller picture book is what I'm saying. <laughs> but let's, let's manifest it. Let's put that out there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you for, for answering the, the, the real questions. And now we're going to move into a few rapid fire ones for you. Um, and I'm going to start off with, this is, this is kind of a softball. Remember brevity is key, uh, cause it's rapid mm. fire. Uh, okay. share one random fact about you. This is just me collecting data at this point. You know, I heard dogs. I heard <laughs> this is, this is where I went to school. You know, I was going to be. Person. Yeah, I'm a crazy dog person. There's one dog sleeping on my bed, one dog sleeping on the floor here. As soon as I get out of here, I'm going to walk into like eight other dogs that I know. Yeah, I'm a dog lover. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, can you share a uncommon source of inspiration that that, that kind of goes into your work? Like, was there a time where you like were taking a walk and you're like, you know what, I can put this into a, a children's book or what have you? Yeah, my most recent book was all that was literally like I'm walking my dogs and I would find something and I would take a picture of it and it would literally end up in the book. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers that. No, it does. An uncommon source of inspiration. It does. Like, um, I, I yeah. remember taking this walk. Um, and I was in Texas for I'm um, doing some interviews and super hot, super crazy. It was like 106 degrees every day. I was sweating, 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 and. I started bringing a notepad with me because I was listening to the audiobook of uh, Steel Like an Artist. And I was like, let me always keep like a notepad with me because it's one of the things that comes up in it. And I'm walking and I see a goofy bumper sticker that says, um, Art is the new magic. And I just wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, this is going to come up. So when I did an interview later that day, just off the top of the dome, you know, as I'm riffing and, and improvising. I asked that question. It was it was a source. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Name name a memorable moment that has happened um in your your sort of art career over the last like couple of years. I don't know if this is my art career, but it's so it's a creative thing that 
So I also like to do these like super cuts and edits and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I did a bunch of videos on YouTube, which uh, two of them went viral, which was really, really awesome. Um, one was a Superman and Gravity mashup. Nice. Um, and the second one was um, I did a mashup of Mad Max and Star Wars. Um, I I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but the Mad Max Star Wars one, I got an email from someone at Lucasfilm that told me that Kathleen Kennedy saw it and loved it, which was nice. so cool. Like, yeah, that that I that's like one of the brightest, happiest moments, and it's just something I, I've never talked about before or told anyone. Yeah, that's really great. I'm happy you got yeah. that. Uh, so this is the last one for you, and you know, as you're since you're a movie guy, I gotta ask you this, and you know it's gonna suck. You know the question's gonna suck. Um, if there was one movie that you could, you had to watch for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, shit. I know. Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's the one that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the one that everyone hates. That's the one that's like, I think it might be the most actively racist, um, Hollywood <laughs> film I've ever seen. It's racist against like, uh, it's like, like me, my country. It was, uh, it was shot in Sri Lanka. Uh, masquerading as India, because our government said, "Hey, you can't shoot this here. This 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 is obscene." Um, and I think it was banned over here for like twenty years. Yeah. But it's just so it's it's just got the best action I've ever seen in a movie. Um, and I love it. Yeah, it's, no. it's a nightmare. It's terrible. I I cannot believe grown men made that film. But no, I'm gonna watch it tonight. It, it, it's so good. It's so good. On one hand, you're like, I can't believe grown men thought this was like appropriate. And on the other hand, you're like, I can't believe grown men could be so like childlike in their innocence that they could make something so like fun and goofy. Um, it's terrible. They should be ashamed, and I love it. <laughs> that was such a great answer. Oh, so so that's pretty much it for the podcast. And um, I want to thank you for for coming onto the podcast. And I want to invite and encourage you to tell listeners where they can check you out, website, social media, anything that you want to share in the final moments, the floor is yours. Um, Just my Instagram. I mean, in terms of uh, the social media handles, um, I don't really use anything else. Um, that's at Krishna Bala Shinoi. Um, that I share uh, Instagram stories of my dogs and the posts are just about my art. Um, Anything to share? I just I just want artists to to be kind to themselves. Just take it easy. There's so much there's so much bullshit out there. There's uh I know on, on social media we like we, we feel this like pressure to post more, we feel a pressure to create more, we see other artists doing like we can see what everyone else is doing, and so then there's also this whole like you know kind of competitive competitive thing that pops up. Just want everyone to chill and just do do what they need to do, obviously to make ends meet, because we live in this um, you know shitty capitalist culture. But within those constraints, just like find ways, find moments of grace in your own life, and like take it easy. Yeah. It's okay. Well said. So for Krishna Balasanoi, I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, community in and around your neck of the woods. You just got to look for it. Yeah.